Yes, that was the sound of us uh, squeezing our way through the end of January. And at the end of January, we can actually drink some champers, people. We've got through almost another January. We're three quarters of the way through. Doesn't that feel good? Doesn't that make you relax? Doesn't that make you see the sunshine? It does for me. It's January. January is literally the worst month of the year. Anyway, if you don't know who I am, I'm your dearest host of Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese, a vehicle for nonsense. It's basically a clown car with square wheels that likes to blow up, inflate and deflate nonsense and idiocy for you every week, twice a week. How do we do it? I don't know. You must think there's some sort of mind changing drugs involved or lots and lots and lots of caffeine or maybe somebody behind me with a cricket bat saying Chevy play up play up and play the game well all of those things really I mean mm, as I find an incredibly hard piece of uh, I know it's uh, middle-aged problems again incredibly hard piece of uh, oatmeal the porridge that just sort of reintroduced itself to me i do apologize but these are sort of things that normal podcasts would just edit it out but with me we just keep on plowing on i always say a rolling stone gathers no moss well i'm very mossy and i'm a big huge boulder coming towards you twice this weekend so get ready for it people we have the usual shenanigans. Uh, we do have some uh, trumple trombone. Uh, we do have one of my new favorite features, Rate My Plate. That'll be coming along the way on the podcast. And um, well, the surprising thing anyway about that piece of um, porridge oatmeal was I, I, it was a sloppy porridge. I like my porridge sloppy. And then he would say, that's how you live your life, chappy, you sloppy old chappy. Well, yes, I do like my porridge sloppy. I, I don't like it where you can stick the spoon in and the spoon's basically erect in the porridge. That's too lumpy. That's too clumpy. That is too stiff for my liking. I mean, I, I like, I, I guess, a flaccid sort of porridge. I mean, every other area of my life, I would probably not take that but in the porridge department uh, it has to be sloppy and um yeah you you want everything to sink into it if you put honey in there if you if you put uh, berries in there it has to sink to the bottom there can't be any floatage on the top that would be a very very poor form absolutely poor form well what a week it's been uh <laughs> not particularly for me it's just another another week in january but uh Going around the world, did anybody see the Joe Biden? Uh, was it like three or four hours of a press conference? I think he, I thought he did okay. Many people thought he was uh, low energy and made no sense. Well, I've been accused of that by my teachers over the years, and uh, I'm still sort of standing. Well, now I like to do this podcast laying back on a futon, silly. And then the whole Boris Johnson pork pie gate. Yes, I think we're going to have a lot of pork pie mentions over the next couple of shows. 
It's fantastic. Report pie. Flaky pastry and buggers and all of that. We're going to have all of that going on uh, today as we gently ease you into the belly of the weekend. And uh, have you got lots of plans? I know lots of people will be watching uh, both types of football, American and uh, and, and the uh, English-style football, uh, the European-style football, the, the, the Yankees like to call soccer. Yeah, so... We've got plenty of that going on for those uh, for those sporting fans. I mean, that's the thing. I think we need to have more big sporting events in January. Because if we had major big sporting events or an extra couple of holidays, you know, just to get us through. I think a couple of holidays and some major sporting events, something to celebrate uh, in January would allow us to basically tumble through squeeze through january and that's what we've done we've almost done it people one more week of this uh awfully hard month to uh, to to get through and then we'll be uh, on the other side and it'll almost be time for the birds chirping away and the flowers blooming and a delightful springtime for all of us but people always say the best things to do right at the uh, beginning of the year is to sort of basically spring clean your life. Whether it be the inboxes on your email, as I look at 138,666 emails. I think that's unread emails. Most of them are spam. That's a big spring cleaning situation. You need to bring in the uh, the power washing guys here. They'll have to cordon things off with the yellow tape. And that's that's huge work. But you know what? And I, and I highly recommend purging. Now, that's not me being some sort of uh, sadomasochistic monk. No, 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 no. That's not, no, nothing along those lines. But purging, as in getting rid of stuff you don't need... It's a tremendous weight off one's mind. I mean, I did it last year, moving from old Chappie Towers to new Chappie Towers. And uh, you get the junk guys in, and you just get rid of a bunch of stuff. Now, you know, I still got a lot of junk, two storage units of of stuff I probably don't need. Um, but as I said at the time on the podcast, I found some wonderful things. I found a letter from my grandmother. You know, you find some wonderful things that you want to keep. And... Uh, and then basically the old rule, if you haven't used it in the last six months, then you're probably not going to need it. But that is the best thing to do at the beginning of the year. Um, if you're moving house or whatever you're doing, just getting rid of things. A lot of people just go and get one of those big old skips and dump a load of things in. And I think uh, it does help, the, especially if you've got a very cluttery mind. And I think I'm very cluttery and very chaotic uh, as a person and uh, anything I can do to add maybe a dash of efficiency to things then uh, then that does that does help and hopefully I'm giving you in this podcast a dash of vim and vigor putting a pep in your proverbial step uh, as we uh, as we hit the weekend here but we do have the usual stuff as I said I mentioned we we uh, Getting the trom- uh, trombone out again and looking at the most heinous headline crimes of the week. We're rating a plate. 
we may be uh, over the course of the weekend playing another little session of rubbish poker that's where we uh, look into the skip here at chappy towers and see what has been left and i mean there's still remnants of christmas i mean this is the whole thing with january if you look into a skip and see fifty thousand christmas trees yeah that doesn't really uh that doesn't really help one's mood does it as uh <laughs> as i'm leaning i need myself with one of those silver tip canes don't i but i'm leaning at the moment i'm holding on to a the uh, base of a vacuum cleaner and uh just supporting my arm like that and i'm uh, i'm looking very imperious at the moment here as i uh, as i continue the podcast but yes no if you're seeing a, a skip full of christmas trees and old christmas decorations that really doesn't uh, fill you with great joy and happiness uh, that you get at the uh, get at the beginning of december but as little things it's finding those little things to look forward to like the release of this podcast every friday well isn't that a surprise so a question to you the listener do you think the art of conversation has been lost even more than before? Because I think back in 2019, we were sort of losing the art of conversation as we all become emojis and uh, various cartoon-like characters, avatars, whatever you want to call them. God, I sound old, don't I? I sometimes listen to myself saying these words on the podcast. I think, God, you sound like an old fart. Yes, your demographic clearly here, chap, is over 40, probably to 80. And, and I found this, uh, I was in the supermarket the other day, and these are, these are one of the things I'm going to be talking about. I was talking to this old lady, and I can't remember the last time I talked to somebody in the supermarket period, other than the people at the, uh, at the cash desk there when you're checking out. Um, but also, so yeah, has the art of conversation gone? People just don't want to talk anymore. We'll be talking about that, though. Politeness of the older generation as well. Have you tried a hemp bed for sleeping? Uh, Ed Sheeran has decided to put burial chambers around his plot. That's how very aristocratic of uh, Ed. He's going to have a little mausoleum for him and all his little redhead children and people moving forward here. So, yes, Ed, Ed Sheeran has got a... Uh, <laughs> A, a, a basically a series of tombs where every member of his family moving forward is basically going to get uh, encased and uh, preserved forever hopefully not like a like a red-headed taxidermy or something along with them. we just wouldn't want that sort of thing going on the pork pie plot yes what's a pork pie people are asking well we're going to be delving into pork pies yes you don't want to be delving too much there's a lot of jelly in there uh, and also how I found, again, this year, being, I mean, I'm very good to my dogs. I mean, God's sake, they get bacon, slices of pheasant. I mean, whatever dogs live like that. But yes, kindness to the dogs works. The carrot versus a stick works so much better on the dogs, especially a corgi, I found. Raising one's voice does not work, I tell you. I told that to my teachers back in the day here. Also, I found a new way of styling my hair that seems to work whilst I sleep. Uh, news of people flooding the market with cauliflower. Uh, the theatre of Prime Minister's questions. We're going to be looking at the, some of the history behind Prime Minister's questions. I saw a wildlife protection officer. Well, we're not talking about dogs and cats here. We're talking about real wildlife. 
in the wild amongst the bears, the tigers, the pumas, all of them. Yes, I saw one and he did mention something to me that slightly perturbed me. And we'll be uh, talking about that over the course of the next couple of podcasts as well. Also, looking at the origins of couldn't knock the skin off a rice pudding. Yes, I tell you something. We've got top quality content here. None of this content is, is, is sort of 40, 50 years aged at all. I, I guess yeah, maybe you could call this podcast. It's like an age mature chat. It just gets better more cheesy and uh, probably smelling of mold a little bit more as we as we progress here and uh, I tell you, again quality features here on the uh, keep coming cauliflower cheese podcast oh, did I say it's episode 156 I can't remember how middle class is your rubbish bin okay there we go that's your lot I just want to let you know the world is going mad uh, this is the wokest story I think I've heard in a long time uh, basically no onion, no cry. <laughs> There's no cry onions called sunions. The no cry onions are going on sale in Waitrose in the UK next week. A brown and sweet variety of were launched in the US four years ago. Why have I not seen these no cry onions? You know, I, I like to get so emotional about an onion. I don't want my I want my onions to make me cry. I get very upset when I have my contact lenses in and I don't cry with an onion. I don't want these woke onions. Home cooks will no longer be left crying in the kitchen while chopping onions thanks to a new variety of vegetable called sunions and no cry onions to go on sale in Waitrose next week. I mean the Americans are really with this. Oh my god, Chappy, this story is so old. You know? That's what they're saying. I mean this is new. This is, I mean, this is new for the Brits here. We've got the Sunions. <laughs> They're a product of 30 years of crossbreeding. But you know what they say about crossbreeding. You're, you're creating yourself basically a bastard of an onion. A bastard onion here. 30 years of crossbreeding, less pungent varieties rather than genetic modification. I mean, maybe there's elements of Dolly the Sheep in this onion. Probably not very good for vegetarians. At 150 for a pack, they're not cheap. To come up with some other hacks to save you time and money. So, Sunions. It's the one chore that reduces one to tears every time you're chopping onions. So when the people let loose on the Sunions, you nervously take it out, peel it. Smells very much like an onion, tensed up as the onion was sliced, waiting for my eyes to start stinging and streaming, but nothing. Maybe it was a fluke, so I chopped another, but my eyes didn't even let out a tiny tear. As I said, this isn't the holy grail of onions. This is an abomination. This is the woke onion. This is an onion that needs to. You never need to buy these onions. I want to get. I want to get all I want to get all emotional about an onion. I tell you, I want to chop my onion up and basically crying so much. I'm in fear of like cutting myself with this very sharp knife. That's how I like my onions to to, to, to make me. It's no onion, no cry. I want my onions to make me so emotional. And many, many of you are probably are thinking, well. You sound a little perky, chappy. When I last listened to you, you could hardly move because your back between your shoulder blades. You had the hunchback of Notre Dame syndrome going on where you were basically stooped over and you basically couldn't move. Well, 
I tell you something, once again, the turmeric comes to the rescue. Adding a little bit more turmeric to my diet. Now, you're probably going to hear this uh, podcaster found in Chappie Towers, covered in yellow dust, looking jaundice. Maybe then at that point I've had too much turmeric. But until then, it helps the information. I know you should take the turmeric pills. I, I saw somebody posting about a delicious turmeric chai where they get this turmeric powder and add some hot oat milk and some honey and some cinnamon and some nutmeg and they make like a, a, a hot sort of turmeric chai. Well, no, I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about the raw stuff. This is going to make your tongue yellow. It's going to take your, make your tongue yellow. You know, so that's what you want. Um, but you know, the back feels great. I don't know. Maybe it's just a fluke. Maybe it's my last vestiges of uh, youth here. Uh, but I feel I feel absolutely fine. But now I've got another problem here. Thick sock, new boot, the whole ingrown toenail thing. We talked about a very sharp knife cutting an onion. I've got a very sharp sort of pinky toe here. Is, is, we, is it called a pinky toe, the small one? I mean, this thing, you could, you could sort of pull off the toenail and this could be sharper than any Japanese sushi knife. This little toenail here. And it's pressed into a new boot and it's eviscerating my, uh, the, the toe next door. I don't know what you call it. You've got the pinky toe. What's the toe next door called? It's not like the girl next door. It's not like the sort of one you really want to meet. It's the toe next door. Yes, uh, have you have you have you met the toe next door? Uh, no, I don't want to. I don't want to meet the toe next door. I hear it's very very hairy and uh, never never washes or conditions one's locks on the. Oh no, I don't want to meet the toe next door. That would be awful. But anyway, the pinky toe is eviscerating the toe next door, and I think this is something I am going to launch today. Launch not maybe not today, but over there I have to say if it's copyrighted for a start. So you take the tiniest toenail of the pinky toe and now you make it into it's it never wears down it never it never goes dull it always has its sharpness you've got yourself a brand new pinky toe sushi knife i mean you could probably cut through fish you know you've got your sashimi you could cut through that with the greatest of ease that wonderful toenail in its sushi-making machine. Very sad news coming over the wires. The death of Meatloaf. That rotund, dodgy-haired, oily-haired, very, very talented singer who basically had two careers. He had his career in the 70s. And this is the whole thing. I mean, people basically castigated him over his looks. But incredibly talented man, iconic rock star, with a grit and determination to come back again in uh, 1992 with Bad of Hell 2. So anyway, the death of Meatloaf, very, very sad. So here are some facts that not a lot of people know that. Not a lot of people know that about Meatloaf. The title of Japanese release of Meatloaf's hit song, Two Out of Three Ain't Bad, translates to... 66% is good enough. Meatloaf attempted to avoid being drafted into the army by gaining 68 pounds, presuming he would fail his medical. He didn't fail. 
but he did ignore the draft call. Lawrence Brewer ended the last meal in Texas when he ordered two chicken fried steaks, a triple bacon cheeseburger, an omelette, fried okra, pounded barbecue, half a loaf of bread, three fajitas, meat lover's pizza, pint of ice cream, fudge, three root beers, and didn't even eat any of it. American musician Meatloaf survived a serious car wreck, breaking both legs after jumping off stage, being struck on the head with a shot, uh, a shot put event, the emergency landing of a jet with a faulty landing gear, severe dehydration and a heart condition. The songwriter behind Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell also wrote Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart. Would you believe it? And, uh-oh, Celine Dion's It's Coming Back to Me Now. Bad Out of Hell was released in 1977, but Meatloaf didn't get any royalties from CBS until 1997. Meatloaf's album Bad Out of Hell sold more than 43 million copies worldwide and continues to sell 200,000 copies annually, released 40 years after, 40 years after the release. Scott Ian from Anthrax is married to Meatloaf's daughter. And a staple of meat processing is the pastry mix called a non-specific loaf. Squeeze it into sausage casings, it's hot. Put it in larger casings, it's bologna. Add some fat cubes, it's mortadella. Add olives, it's a loaf. Meatloaf gave all slightly chubby guys a little bit of hope. And it even gave slightly chubby guys with bad hair a lot of hope. I mean, can you remember the uh, the video for the 1993, that huge single that he released, where they're on a motorbike again, and there was a luscious brunette on the back of the motorbike. That, again, gave geeks out there a lot of hope. Very, very talented man. And, of course, here released the, what I like to call it, the bottom song. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. I mean, on the same subject as processed meat, Oscar Mayer takes an unexpected foray into the beauty world. When you think of eating classic lunchbox sandwiches as a kid, chances are things like peanut butter and jelly or bologna and cheese come to mind. You might have even folded the lunch meat and taken a few bites out of it to make holes for your eyes and mouth. A silly and admittedly kind of gross way to play with your food. Maybe nostalgia. Oscar Mayer, the brand behind many of those deli meat faces, is tapping into that nostalgia by playing with your food by creating a surprising new product that's anything but edible. According to Food & Wide, Oscar Mayer is paired up with Soul Mammoth to bring fans an all-new bologna face mask. Inspired by those who used to playfully make masks out of bologna as a kid, the product was born as a modern-day way to spark smiles on fans of Oscar Mayer and beauty enthusiasts alike. Lindsay Ressler, senior marketing analyst at Oscar Mayer, said in a statement that for skincare, the mask isn't just for a nostalgic uh, look. In addition to looking like a slice of bologna, USA Today reports the mask will promote skin elasticity, improve hydration, and moisture retention. According to the company, you can bring find tons of products on the beauty market that promote just those characteristics. Oscar Mayer wants fans to take a step back and has some fun with their routine again. Oscar Mayer has a legacy bringing levity to things that have gotten too serious, and beauty is a ripe territory to playfully subvert. But then you'll smell like baloney. I mean, it's not really the best thing. Imagine you're going on, a, on like a first date or an early date or something, and uh, you want your skin to look uh, beautifully soft and 
and delicate and you put a couple of slices of bologna instead of cucumbers on your eyes and across the cheeks and you think, oh, this feels very good, that icy cool meatiness of the bologna and saltiness of the bologna adding how could saltiness i guess i mean i guess it's like brining meat isn't it so you put your turkey in a salty brine maybe a salty piece of bologna will add moisture to your skin genius salty bologna acts like a brine for one's skin but the thing is though however much perfume you spray on yourself before that date you're still going to smell like processed meat the first impression your date gets is you smelling of baloney. So I think we've all lost the art of conversation. Yes, well, this isn't a new occurrence. This is happening well before 2019. And it became apparent the other day. So I was in the supermarket and of course, incredibly busy not everything's stocked on the shelves. In fact, a lot of things missing from the shelves. I think we're all facing this sort of supply chain thing going around the world at the moment. So long line, and there's an old lady with just a couple of items in a basket. And I said, look, my dear, just, just go ahead. Go ahead of me. So, I mean, she looked absolutely flabbergasted, like nobody had ever suggested that to her before. Like you, an older generation male or female you let them go ahead it's just polite it's just the right thing to do but i don't think she'd ever had this before so she thanked me went ahead and we started talking and it seemed like this poor lady hadn't talked to anybody since maybe christmas time she has a little dog who she tends for who's a great companion to her and um she hadn't talked to anybody since christmas time and she was like spilling her verbal sort of guts out chit-chatting away telling everything about her life and it made me think that we've lost the art of conversation and i can't remember the last time i talked to somebody at a grocery store and other than the the, the cashier and it's so sad isn't it really i mean people used to meet people used to Meet and get married after meeting in a grocery store. I don't think that happens anymore here. And it does make me think, this is my target audience. The 85-year-olds and above should become my target audience on Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese. They like a chat. They like a little bit of nostalgia. This is where I should market my audience. But it's all very sad. I mean, I sometimes have days when I don't uh, talk to people face-to-face. And it made me feel very, very sad for this old lady that uh, that there's no sort of face-to-face interaction anymore. And this is what's going on in today's age. But for five or ten glorious minutes, I basically got the insight of every world problem, every possible solution of an 85-year-old woman. And it was glorious. It's good to talk. Oh, to the modern forms of communication. So just now I received a letter. Basically, um, it's out there reaching out to me, trying to poach me away to do butler work elsewhere. I mean, there's a whole 
You talk about the great resignation. Well, even for humble butlers, there are people out there who want to hire butlers and valets and and the like. And I get hit up all the time. You know, they want to know that what my nice skills are like. Do I keep my gloves pristine white? Do I bleach them and boil wash them all the time? How are my starch collars looking? Do I have a crease in my trouser? All of these things. Uh, but I basically got a, the identical email. I said, well, I really don't want to. Uh, I, I, I'm really not interested in moving to Mesopotamia. Um, so, uh, yes, yeah, I'm sorry about that. I don't, really don't want to make that type of move to Mesopotamia. Um, anyway, so the, the same lass sent me exactly the same email as she sent me yesterday after I replied uh, that I do not want to move to Mesopotamia. Anyway, God, don't you miss the days of when you just attached a note to the hawk's leg and the hawk would never send a repeat message. It always send a unique message. Wax sealed, so, you know, never fall apart on the, on the flight journey. You didn't have people breaking into wax seals but that was like a that was a guillotine offense that was a hanging offense at one point if you broke the wax seal of a letter but yes uh, the hawks would never provide a repeat message and hawks didn't spam you social media is rather amusing so these are some of the messages that i've got on uh, on instagram here uh yes coming from uh only only one hods hods dm me with your paypal address it's a one thousand dollar giveaway shit mm, thank you very much for that then iris berry very corporate type basically sends me a message in mandarin uh then brian hello hi i mean this is this is these are the messages i get here and then uh from Wells, Illuminati invitation based on the membership criterion Illuminati. We find you to be a great interest in possession of good mastery of manual dexterity and academic proficiency. With this, we look at you as the class that will be the platform for which we stand to meet the wealthy people who raise your wealth. I'm a humble butler for God, God damn it here. Uh, power, fame and glory. I strongly recommend that you join us in Illuminati. Joining Illuminati comes with lots of benefits. Illuminati with benefits, I tell you. <laughs> do you accept the offer? No, no, Wills, I do not accept your offer. Hey, bro, got some of the good stuff here. Some Colorado weed. Yeah, that was one of the other messages I got. Yes, that's, that's basically the type of messages I get on a daily basis you think it's glamorous being a podcaster but uh you get all the spam i'm basically a baloney sandwich so here are some of my favorites from very british problems official what shall we do tonight don't know what is there well we got some fish yeah we need to eat that actually i think there's some broccoli okay there's some salads needs eaten Right, good, good, great. Then that's sorted then. Lovely. Or we could get pizza. Yes! Talking about clearing out your life for the new year. The clothes you find having a wardrobe clear out. 
a top which still has a label on it, a pair of jeans that haven't fitted you since childhood, something your mother gave to you that hasn't been worn since 1973, some swimming trunks still in the plastic packaging, a shirt that makes you go, this isn't mine, a shoebox with just one brand new shoe in it, six belts, 42 ties, a bag which has a banana in it for many, many years. You'll throw none of these away. And thinking of your new self-help books tip, breathe isn't going to cut it as you enter your 96th hour of filling in your tax return. Oh yes, trumple trombone. An utterly bizarre house has now been snatched off the mark and the new owner will be getting a communal bathroom with four toilets positioned side by side. It was apparently once visited by the wife of a former president. Hawthorne House is located in the city of South Milwaukee, Wisconsin as has been doing rounds on social media due to its unique lavatory built in 1851 by the Fowle family quite apt really the Fowl family it has three bathrooms in total one is which is communal more strange still the four toilets are not separated by partitions as they would in public toilets they're simply sat in line meaning that although one person can use the bathroom at one time anyone doing so would have to watch the other person going about their business and indeed vice versa yes uh, caring is not sharing where is the clouded perspex at least make it covid viable speed social shitting without the splash guard and a palestinian terrorist in prison for 15 years has allegedly fathered four children during his time inside after his sperm was smuggled inside a crisp packet. The extraordinary claim was made by newly released terrorist Rafat al-Qarari, despite sperm not lasting that long outside of his host body, claimed that the bags were filled and released and marked with the name of whomever had filled it. He said, we smuggled out sperm through the canteen. The Palestinian prisoner gives his family five items in a bag. Uh, it's like going to the supermarket, you give your family some a gift, candies, cookies, juice, honey, and a bag of sperm. Uh, yes. Mmm. A vintage cheesy what's it with an omega infusion. 20 years ago, the idea of a robotic sexual companion was something you'd associate with a sci-fi film, but now the stigma is slowly disappearing with online stores catering to all desire. Sex dolls becoming quite the purchase these days, and some don't mind buying them secondhand regardless of the connotations. Yes, people are buying used sex dolls online for a fraction of the price they'd pay picking up a brand new one. Some of them have even got their own names and others come with real human hair. 40% of people would have sex with a robot, although men are keener than women, apparently. Uh, Gamato Haven specializes in the sale of top-of-the-range companions, each with their own names, personality, and quirks and old war wound scars and indeed stains if they're second hand. A quick scan through the catalogue of items reveals a blur of vacant looking models and graphic disassembled body parts. One listing reads, she's like a tall drinker tea. Renee stretches the tape measuring at five foot nine. She's priced by the owner to sell quickly. Do not wait. It's not just the dolls people are buying. Some are discontent with buying the head, which for many customers Seeking to change or upgrade an existing doll. Everything must indeed go. Another slightly disturbing claims that the detached face on offer comes with real human hair. In this case, it's something borrowed 
and something blue. Michelin star Raymond Blanc begs Brits to ditch sliced white bread. Michelin star Raymond Blanc has slammed Brits for use of sliced white bread. The restaurateur revealed he hates the additives in processed bread and he finds it frightening. Suggests Brits should opt for homemade sourdough or focaccia for their bread sarnies. Raymond Blanc has implored British people to give up sliced white bread for their bacon sandwiches and start making their own loaves. The Michelin star Cook 72 is originally from... Uh, Beckerson, as now lives in Oxford, explained that he finds the thought of processed white bread frightening because it stays fresh for far too long. Talking to the Sun newspaper, everybody should start making their own sourdough focaccia. This sliced white bread is a stain on Britain's food heritage. Well, I mean, there's probably a few more stains on British food heritage, I would say. Rather than the sliced white bread, the Frenchman has briefly owned two Michelin stars for Le Manoir at the Belmont Hotel in Great Milton as well as the Michelin star Green Star for gastronomy and sustainability. While heading out at shop bought Lowe's he said they'd never have the complexity flavor of a homemade batch. Well I know I do love myself a, a bread machine. I can't find my bread machine. My bread machine is somewhere hopefully. He added that he's horrified by the number of additives referring to the bread and flour regulations. 1998 requires industry brands to have iron, calcium, theamine and niacin to all wheat flour except wholemeal flour. Speaking furthermore, that the long-lasting quality of the packaged bread is frightening because you see white bread in a bag for two weeks without a bit of mold. You wonder what the hell is in it. It's simply bad food. You know what though? If you like the, uh, for a bacon sandwich, like a bacon and egg sandwich, the sourdough isn't going to soak up the goodness. I've tried this before. With, I love sourdough bread. I mean, I, lo- I think sourdough toast is amazing. But for your common old garden bacon sarnie, you need something to soak up the grease a little bit more. And, uh, you know, that bread is like a sponge. I mean, it reminds me of seeing my dear mama, papa, last, a couple of years ago, last time I saw them. And uh, I wanted to make myself a nice pheasant. And I wanted to make myself some bread sauce. And uh, I thought mama had left some stale bread on the, on the side of the kitchen there. It's, it's sort of that beigey yellow that you get in a white bread. I thought, oh, fantastic. I'll... Ripped this up, started ripping up. Oh, it's incredibly stale. It's very spongy and springy. And um, anyway, started ripping it up. Added the milk and the onion, the cloves, make the bread sauce. And um, yeah, stirred it around. The bread was not dissolving. It was not disintegrating. Mother came back, looked at it. Yeah, it's a bit... I'll put it through the blender. So put it through the blender. And, you know, it's slightly old-looking bread sauce and top of the pheasant started eating it and uh, realized I had uh, sliced and diced mother's sponge that she uses to clean the sink. The beige sponge, I mistakenly thought, was a piece of stale white sliced bread. Don't you just love the British tabloids? And uh, we have more uh, Prince Andrew news coming in here. Andrew's six in a bed. That's him and five toys. When the Duke sleeps at Buckingham Palace, he demands included his teddy holding a heart 
Teddy with a necklace, Cuddly Black Panther, Squishy Grey Hippo, and another hippo on a green blanket. Thank you very much for listening to listening the podcast. Ah. It's been fabulous having you here. Another Friday in our lives. We squeeze through to the end of January. We're almost there, peeps. We're almost there. So, like and subscribe on all of the different channels. If you like to listen to the audio, it's just me rabbiting on. Rabbit, rabbit, run, rabbit, rabbiting, rabbiting, rabbiting on. Then you should listen to maybe Apple Music, Breaker, Slacker, Spotify as an audio version, Audible, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, TuneIn. All of those have me and just me. Just basically meandering through like some sort of man just about to enter an insane asylum and get straightjacketed that the ramblings of some say sanity some say insanity you can listen on there if you like music though you can listen on spotify for the butler emporium musical edition where you have some radiohead you have some springtime for hitler michael franks you have some Whitney Houston, Flaming Lips, Meatloaf, Michael Kuranuka, Gregory Porter, TLC, Ben Folds, and some fizzy, frothy Bucks Fizz for you as well. If music be the food of love, then play on. Today's poem is Just Wait for the Sun by Lisa Marks. When everything darkness and you feel so alone, when the rain doesn't stop and you can't make it home, when it feels all lost and you just want to run, it can't rain forever, just wait for the sun. When family is pain, when friends can't be found, when you just want to scream and you can't find the sound, when it's all your fault and you feel like you've done, just wait for the sun, the sunshine will come. The storm always passes, it won't last forever, the rain always stops and gives way for good weather, the brightest and warmest of days still to come, please wait for the sun, the sunshine will come. People who need you, people who love you, can warm up your soul like the sunshine above you. You're never alone, no matter what's done. Wait for the sun, just wait for the sun. Dark clouds always pass, I promise you, hun. You're waiting with you, just wait for the sun. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Chappy out, keep calm and cauliflower cheese will return for the weekend edition. It'll, I promise you there'll be another edition before the end of the weekend. But until that time, have a lovely one, and I shall see you soon. Cheerio.